good afternoon and welcome to the latest webinar, Simple Visit webinar. We're happy to have you all here. I'm Rob Warlick, I'm the Managing Director here at Simple Visit. And along the ride with me is Allie Clark. She's our Content Manager and also serves on our Client Success Team. Hey, Allie. Hey there. All right, so we're gonna dive into the session today. Um, the format here will be about 20 minutes uh, worth of this presentation, and then obviously we'll open up for Q&A, and, and if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. Contact information there. You can always get more resources and information at simplevisit.com, and then uh, ways to reach me personally, which I'm open for. I will be happy to help. So the topic for today you see on the screen is do this before shopping for telemedicine technology. So the big idea here today is that we want you to be informed and confident enough to execute your own telemedicine program to success. There's lots of practices who try to build a telemedicine program that aren't very successful. And we'll share some guidelines to help you know what to be looking for. Uh, in fact, we just published on our blog an article that lays out those guidelines. I encourage you to go there, simplevisit.com slash blog. And there you'll find from beginning to end what it takes and those considerations to build a successful telemedicine program, the simple visit way, the simple visit formula. So here's, uh, here's what we're addressing. The problem is there's many practices uh, recently who have been forced into using telemedicine. Uh, it, it's, it's moved from something that's intriguing to, to it's, 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 you have to do it. There, otherwise your practice doesn't, cannot survive. And so the practices are responding to the need, certainly with this pandemic. Um, and those that have been thinking about this for a long time are now just taking these steps to build their telemedicine program. And they're just piecing something together. They're, they're, they're responding or reacting and they're piecing the, this solution and that solution together so they can do telemedicine video visits to see their patients remotely. Well, here's what's happened. The pandemic is, you know, we're still in the middle of it, unfortunately, but it's it, that, that emergency, sense of urgency is waning. And now patients are coming to expect that your, their practice has telemedicine or that the practice has telemedicine as well as they had telemedicine with this other organization. And so now this, the, the field and expectation has changed and practices are needing to respond to that. Are they, are, is what they're doing sustainable? Is it scalable? Is, is, is this the best way that we can do our telemedicine program? And so the solution that we're gonna be presenting here is that simple visit formula. It's, it's not unique to us, it's not original, but it is a proven formula that we encourage our practices, our clients to, to do uh, even before they shop for telemedicine technology that one could label simple visit as. Um, so we encourage you to, to take advantage of all those resources and the guidelines. And what we're gonna focus on today is what to do before you get to the point where you're purchasing technology. There's things you need to be considering in order to do this well. And we're gonna dive into that today. All right, so an overview of uh, what, what we're discussing today is this, uh, this idea that there's a process for building a successful telemedicine program. Ali, does this look familiar? So we have these yes, steps here. 
what's interesting, Allie, is that this does not begin with technology. You don't purchase telemedicine solutions with the technology in mind first. You have to start okay. somewhere else. Technology is actually right there in the middle. So there's things that we have to do or should be considering before we get to that technology piece. And uh, these details uh, can be found in another webinar that we present on launching a telemedicine program, as well as resources on our website. So let's dive into the first three here. You see use case, stakeholders, and workflow before we get to technology. We'll take these one by one and we'll start with use case. You have to begin with identifying the problem you're trying to solve for. As elementary as that may sound, you will be surprised how many practices are currently in a situation where they saw an advertisement for some telemedicine solution, some video conferencing solution, purchased that because that's what they needed. And now they're trying to adapt their workflow. They're trying to adapt uh, what, uh, what they're what their patients are expecting with the technology that they've already purchased instead of starting the other way around. And these days it's all about, everybody needs telemedicine. Everybody's doing telemedicine these days and there's not a lot of time where they stop and think, well, what do we actually need telemedicine for? Um, and that's where that use case comes into. You need telemedicine, sure, but before you buy it, you need to figure out what exactly do you need it for within your practice and your patients. Yeah, with our experience at Simple Visit, um, in some cases we play a consultative role, uh, and and we're we're just in these discussions, these type of discussions with the clients prior to implementation. And I recall one time, uh, urgent care, uh, multi-site urgent care in the region called Right Time, in discussions with their leadership on uh, what will it take to implement video visits, and they assessed. The, out of uh, their use case, they assessed that 80% of what they did in an urgent care environment could actually be addressed virtually. Yeah. And, they, and they had a long list. I remember the whiteboard being filled up with this and they changed the colors on whether it was available or not. And 80%, which was significantly more than what they thought, could actually be done over video visits. And that's important that you have that perspective on, on what the problem is you're trying to solve for. What, what, what appointments can we actually do and be used over video? And sometimes you'll find that there are more than one problems that you can solve for with, with your telemedicine. Like we recently have one of our uh, mental health clients that have multiple use cases that they are actually using telemedicine for in many different ways. So we have one, they're going directly to their patients, their patients connecting with the provider, um, but their, their patient base, there's a lot of rural, there's a lot of um, patients with severe mental illness that don't have really the ability to necessarily navigate technology on their own, but they still need to see them. And especially during the pandemic, they need to see them without going into the office. Um, so they have site to site where they have some community health clinics that connect them via telemedicine with their providers in their main office. And then they also have their mobile health team. So they are solving for three different ones. Their mobile health team has members of their staff who go with a tablet, with um, a Skype or another type of video solution um, on, and they directly go to the patient's house and that person will, will help present that patient, so the telepresenter, um, but at the patient's home. So the patient doesn't have to, to leave or risk being exposed to anything. Um, and it's one of those situations where th that use case 
is really important with how they're going to do it. They needed a solution that would be able to answer all three of those use cases. That's a that's a perfect example because it covers what many of the practices that are listening to this uh, would have to be considering. I would say a super majority of of the use cases direct to consumer, direct to patient, right? Where the patient's in their home, the provider's in their office, and they need a video visit solution for that. That's the use case. But then, as you mentioned, there could be situations where it's site to site, or even uh, this mobile home health team, where there's a there's a representative that's um, in the middle. So you're right. There's there's multiple things to be considering here, and it starts with a use case. You shouldn't even be looking at technology until you know what it is that you're trying to solve for. Uh, one of the tips that we we suggest if you're trying to figure out, oh, where do I get started? Uh, I would say pull a list of your current appointment types. More than likely, that's in your EMR system already or documented somewhere. Uh, pull that list and and just uh, uh, just determine or or with with um, with the right people around the table determine which ones will be appropriate for telemedicine or that you're going to allow for telemedicine, and that will help you get started. And within that conversation, sometimes then you get to what would we like to do? You have that list of appointment types that you're already doing. And then mm -hmm. is there something you'd like to do that you have the staff for, but you just don't have the tech for? Exactly. And you see some options here, teleconsult, medication management, triage, counseling, all these things are very common uh, things to be considering on how to use video visits. The next thing that we bring up that you need to do before you shop for telemedicine technology is to get the right people around the table. You have to identify the stakeholders, empower the stakeholders, uh, keep those stakeholders accountable. Uh, we need to bring the right people around the table so that you can ensure a holistic approach uh, to your telemedicine program. Uh, you want considerations from all different areas. I'll, I'll, I'll add the visual here real quick. Um, you want contributions from people from a clinical perspective. You want contributions from somebody on the executive level, the administrative level, and yes, IT. But what ends up happening is unknowingly practices of all shapes and sizes say, oh, telemedicine equals technology equals IT problem. So then all of a sudden telemedicine becomes this IT project mm -hmm. instead of um, a, instead of being viewed as another mode of delivering care that affects all these other players. And so you need to get the right people around the table. Yeah, on a daily basis, I speak more often as client success, I speak more often with the administrative managers than I do with the technology people within the offices that we work with. Um, I'm in talks with practice managers and receptionists most days. Yeah, um, so there's, there's definitely some examples of good and bad we could bring up here. Um, there was a client early on, it was a larger organization, uh, I mean, they serviced a wide geographic area, hundreds, hundreds of folks. They, uh, they had this as an IT project. And so my point of contact was one of the IT uh, uh, managers 
there, and we had gone done, had done the work as best as we could to implement this telemedicine program, and it ultimately ended up failing. And it failed not because of the technology, not because of Simple Visit not delivering, but rather organizationally, they were not structured to support the telemedicine program. They didn't have the right people around the table in order for this to move along. It was an IT project, and this IT manager had other things, so to speak, that were vying for his attention. And so uh, he didn't get the support he needed from these other stakeholders in order for it to be a success. And it ultimately fails. And that's not an isolated incident. And whether it's a large organization or small, if you don't get the right people around the table, if, this, if they're not bought in, then it's, uh, it's doomed to fail. It doesn't matter what you implement. Yep. We have another organization um, that we're, we're proud to be partnering with, the local university health system. And as a university health system, you can imagine that they have the various departments, tech, exec, admin, clinical, and they were all part of this process from the beginning to end. We mapped out what use cases were appropriate uh, and following the steps that I'm gonna be suggesting here leading through the technology piece, it was all done. And with everybody around the table and in regular communication, mm -hmm. uh, it's been going on for more than a year now, over a year uh, to, to be servicing uh, this particular client. And so- Yeah, Rob, that, that was, was, yeah, that was such a great, great situation because the points of view and the perspectives that each of those stakeholders had was really unique. And without getting those views in, you're not able to, to craft the, the workflow, which I know is our next point, so that so that it actually works, so that your technology will actually work in practice. Because tech is just a tool. And if you don't know how you're going to use it, which is informed by who is going to use it, um, then that it really changes the game. So very important consideration. Uh, I, some notes that I'm, I'm going to suggest here uh, is that one, you choose a champion. Uh, even though there, these other stakeholders need to have the input, there's going to have to be a champion who encourages that input, who is mm -hmm. the, the one who's vocal for it. Um, it may or may not be a dedicated telemedicine manager. It could be somebody who's serving in a different capacity, but there has to be that one person to help move it along um, in our experience. Something yeah. else I would suggest is to set regular meetings, especially during the launch phase. Um, you want to have that expectation that there will be a place for conversation, a place for feedback, and then add it to that. You'll see in the, in the last bullet there is to agree on key metrics for success that can be reviewed during those meetings. What's, yeah. how many calls are we connecting? Is there any issues with the calls? What is patient satisfaction? What is the provider satisfaction? Uh, all these are very important in order for a program to become successful. And each of those stakeholders might have a different idea of what success means. So getting to decide that at that point in, in the process is very important. Exactly. And there may be situations where you don't have the luxury of having a different technical person or a different executive person or a different admin or clinical. You know, you may be a smaller practice, uh, but you have to consider you have to consider the, the various roles that are necessary there, right? Yep, yep. You, you, have, to, you have to be thinking in terms of um, the answering those type of questions. Uh, and the questions will be, um, is this technically secure? 
How much money is this going to cost? What kind mm -hmm. of term is it going to require? What's the burden for scheduling or trouble? How much extra work is it going to take? How much extra time is it going to take? How much extra training is it going to take? So even if you don't have you, people in those particular roles, uh, the ones that are listed here, you yourself as a practice manager or a practice owner should be considering those holistically. Right. So sometimes we have we have single provider practices, right? And those roles, they play multiple roles in and of themselves as doctor, owner, you know, manager. And, but if they can look at that in terms, especially this next step in terms of each of those roles from each of those points of view, it can make it much more successful. Yeah, and really they're not in any particular order, one, two, three, but they do build off of each other. You know, having the stakeholders around the table to help identify the use cases are important, but really that, it's mainly clinical that's concerned there. But when you get to the workflow, everybody has to be a part of it. And, yes. and the idea is to map out the actions and, and the features that are needed for each of the use cases. So not just for telemedicine as a whole, which is a, a, a lot of times where problem arises there. It's just this, this is how we do telemedicine, but it doesn't necessarily fit for the unique use cases that we identified earlier. So yeah, the problem is really... Yeah, you know, the problem is really how do we integrate telemedicine into what we do now? It's not just this is how we do it. It's perfect. That's a that's a good way to play it, um, to, to put it. And so I want to suggest that this workflow, certainly there's, there's standards in developing uh, clinical workflows and things like that. But just generally, basically, you want to map out the steps, the players, and the features that are needed for a particular use case. Um, you wanna consider how the appointment is initi initiated. Is this something the patient is requesting? Because if, if, if you're allowing your patient to request this visit, that's a whole nother set of features and things that are, are, are needed when you're considering the technology or things to support the technology. Is this initiated by the provider, the provider saying this? Um, then how does that fit with scheduling? So on and so forth. There's many considerations here, but mapping that out is gonna help clear that picture up for you. Yeah. So we have, uh, we have a customer that we worked with. Um, this is actually very early stages um, many years ago, and certainly there's others that could be uh, brought up, but uh, this particular client was a single location practice. Um, allergy and asthma was its focus. And they, I went through the process of identifying uh, what their use case was and what the workflow would be. And it was realized that they needed a patient facing option. They needed the, the patient to have the option to say, hey, I want a video visit. I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to have a consultation. And that became a new um, or uh, uh, an easy way for them to to get uh, new appointments, new patients, and new income. But they were also uh, very interested in integrating this with their existing workflow, their EMR. And so uh, they understood by identifying the use case and mapping out the workflow that they needed a technology that could integrate with their EMR and allow for patients to request appointments that could be initiated or affirmed by the practice. Right. 
Yeah, and there's was also a situation recently with workflow where it wasn't about where the what, how the patient wanted to get the appointment. It's how is the provider wanting to do the appointment. So that's your second point here, which is where is the provider located, right? So we have a current client, actually two current clients, that it, as they're you know recovering from the pandemic, they have kind of a blended schedule. Maybe the practice you know, wasn't able to fully, didn't want to fully open up their doors. So some days of the week, their providers are doing only telemedicine. And in those cases, the providers could be at home. They could be um, at a home office. They could be at either, if they have multiple sites, they could be at whichever office that they needed to be at for transportation purposes. And then other days of the week, they're seeing clients in their office, um, but they're also seeing clients in between in telemedicine. So they're kind of fitting, filling up their schedule with any empty slots where the patients aren't coming in with telemedicine slots as well. And so that workflow is also very unique. You need a technology that you can do whether it's at home or whether it's in the office. So if you're purchasing a, a telemedicine cart for your office, like there are a few of those technologies out there that you can't take a cart home with you. You know, it has to be a technology that you can access anywhere in, the, in that case of that workflow. Yeah, that's a good point. So the, you know, something like this, you know, the different types of uh, the different types mm -hmm. or ways in which uh, care could be given. Um, so just to recap where we're at um, with in terms of answering the question, what to do before you shop for telemedicine technology. First, identify the use case that can be done, that you're, that's needing to be done over video or can be done over video. Get the stakeholders, the right people around the table, and then map out the workflow, the actions, the players, the features that are needed in order to accomplish the use case or solve the problem that you're trying to solve through the video visits. Now you're ready to move to technology selection. Now you are able to use those details to, to inform what the technology should be. And, and really this is aimed to be a relief to you because there's many, many solutions out there, um, telemedicine solutions, branded telemedicine solutions, uh, mm. and that it could be overwhelming to search through them all in order to find the right fit for you. But if you're going through this process that we suggest, you come to a realization of what, what you, how you should be filtering those telemedicine technologies and, and which ones are best for you. Um, Al, you had mentioned recently about, you know, carts and things like that, um, mm. you know, based on your use case, it's possible you need to be considering peripheral equipment like a heart rate monitor or, um, you know, other types of things, especially for chronic care management um, that's, that's typically used. Or, I mean, that's a robot in a hospital, but the cart is the concept that you're talking about there. Or perhaps it can be done in the third bubble you see there, this video consultation with a patient at home or on a tablet or a smartphone. Um, and with technology, there are ways that you can integrate the two. There's a lot of remote patient monitoring, Bluetooth scales, wirelessly downloaded data, all of that where you can use the technology to fit your use case and your workflow. And that's what is important to do, to start with, with those two things. Yep. And so uh, something I want to leave you here with uh, regarding this section about telemedicine I'm sorry, about te technology selection, is to consider what's needed here. Uh, do you need, could you leverage an existing video conferencing solution? 
Do you need to be purchasing a telemedicine platform? Um, and, and there's some major ones out there, American Well, Amwell, Teladoc, these are telemedicine platforms, or, or maybe it's a telemedicine application, something that you white label and have your patients download and create an account and have various ways that you can interact with them. Those are, those are out there. Mm -hmm. Is that the best fit for your workflow to solve the use case? And then uh, finally, would a telemedicine service be helpful or in the best position to fit into your workflow and to solve your, your use case? Yeah, and right now it's not just the workflow and use case that come into that conversation. Then you think about your bottom line. You know, if you can leverage what you already have, especially right now when some of the reimbursement questions around telemedicine are, are still kind of murky, where there's a lot of unknowns as to what's going to change and what's going to stay as we ease out of the pandemic whenever that happens, you know. So people are, are needing to also think about can we use what we already have? Can we use what we already know? Um, and how, how can we make it work? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of options out there, um, and and these considerations are going to help you narrow down those prospects so that you know which one is best. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. You know, simple visit, and what we do is is not the end all be all for all telemedicine scenarios. It's not. There's a lot of good telemedicine technology out there that can best serve those unique use cases. But I can tell you, it's been proven for our managed service approach to be a way to relieve practices that are burdened with trying to manage these resources, to manage their telemedicine program, to try to help get patient engagement up and support their patients, uh, proven to help. And so it's, it's very possible that a service approach that Simple Visit provides is the best way. Um, and that's just before you jump in, Al, I just want to point out this last bullet point. That's, that's this determination, uh, determining if you have the resources to adequately manage the program. Uh, you could come to the point where you identify the use case in the workflow and realize, wow, there's gaps here. We may have to hire somebody in order to do this, or we may have to outsource to a managed service provider like Simple Visit to get it done. Yeah, I was going to just say the story that actually comes to mind is recently a friend of mine um, was talking about one of their specialists. It was a, it was a dermatology specialist, I think, that, needed to, that he needed to see. And he was telling me about how they have, I think it's an EHR integrated telemedicine solution, and he just could not get connected. And he called their office and the receptionist sent him to somebody else and then they transferred him to somebody else and nobody knew how to set it. Nobody knew how to, and he ended up having to say, well, I'll just have to reschedule my appointment and come in, even though it was during this time during the pandemic. And then his next appointment, he had the exact same issue. And it wasn't necessarily that the solution wasn't what would work for the use case of the workflow, but they didn't have anyone who was able to really manage and talk him through how to get connected. He was, he's an older gentleman that isn't really very tech savvy. We joke he doesn't speak computer. Um, and, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to do it himself and they didn't have anyone to help him. And this, the service itself was just integrated with their EHR. So there wasn't a, like a tech person that they could call. It's a, it's a very good point that happens and is happening more and more often. And that's why Simple Visit is here. And, and certainly uh, we would love to have an opportunity to, to discuss with you the workflow and what we do and how we may be able to help. Uh, but just in our waning time here, I want to share that Simple Visit is built as a managed service 
provider for telemedicine. We're, we're built to relieve medical groups of technology and workflow burden of telemedicine. The, the drive here is to make telemedicine simple, to, to create a user-friendly experience for both the provider and the patient. And we have multiple ways that we do that. In the illustration you see here, we are able to leverage common video applications like Skype and FaceTime and that can expand to Zoom and Microsoft Teams and, and some others that are qualified for use of telemedicine. And we're able to bridge those together so that they don't have to learn something new or download an application or create an account or, you know, add another app. It's just, it's, it's makes it real uh, a familiar experience and, and mm -hmm. allows them to be comfortable in that particular setting. And then the other piece there you'll see in the middle is a receptionist. And that receptionist, uh, that telemedicine receptionist is from Simple Visit and it allows the patient and the provider to have a resource to go to if they need technical assistance. Um, they take responsibility for that. In fact, from the provider's perspective, all they have to do is confirm the appointment time, and then answer a call. That's it. They don't have to do anything else with simple visit. It's in the name. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're, we're geared towards um, this managed service approach is to relieve that for the provider and the patient so that all they have to do is answer a call. Yeah. Interestingly, we are, at least to my understanding, the only HIPAA compliant telemedicine solution compatible with these type of video applications. Certainly there's mm -hmm. solutions out there that bridge software uh, video technology, but not the way that we do it. And so to maintain HIPAA compliance and to continue to leverage these familiar video platforms, you got to use Simple Visit and we're in a position to help. And right now, you know, even though the HIPAA compliance has become less of an issue for a lot of people in their, in their thinking right now, um, it's not it's not gone. It's just not being enforced. And that's something that could come back at any time. Everybody knows how, how those things go at any time. They could say, okay, we're going to enforce HIPAA again. And you don't want to be caught using maybe one of these video conferencing solutions that, you know, might work for the interim right now. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work and you can't do it or else you're facing legal issues. That's right. Well, I'll leave you with this. I would highly encourage you to go to this website, simplevisit.com slash guide. There you're going to find our buyer's guide. It asks you the right questions, questions that you are already thinking about or should be thinking about when you're building or wanting to improve your telemedicine program. If you go to that guide, it's just a simple form. You fill out that form, we get notified and we'll send you our suggestions on how you should approach this and, and let you know how Simple Visit can help. And so if you'll take a moment to do that now, simplevisit.com slash guide, I highly suggest it. Also at the very bottom, you'll see other ways to get a hold of us or me in particular. And I'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, we're, we're here so that we can help doctors, right? We're here mm -hmm. so that we can, we can relieve medical groups uh, that are trying to build a successful telemedicine program. So if you let us know, we'll be happy to help. Well, thank you, Ali. Appreciate the time today. And I sure hope this was a, a benefit to you as we covered the, the, the topic, do this before shopping for telemedicine technology. Identify the use case, get the right players on board, the stakeholders, um, list out your workflow, and then you can shop and filter through what the options are to what's best for your practice. Have a good one. Yep.